Welcome. Howdy, folks. Hello. Hope everybody's having a great week. Yeah. Uh, Even though it's only Tuesday, I guess. You know, I I feel like it's not unfair to say that my week revolves around this show at this point. So this feels like <laughs> my Monday, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely, this is definitely like the the thing that I like, I, I'm that I'm most ready to do and most excited to do for sure. You know, I um I I made a mistake earlier. Uh-huh. And by earlier, I mean like maybe an hour ago, and I I wanted to to share it candidly with the show because that's what we do here on the Sound please? of Fire podcast. Yes, please. Um, yeah, like in addition to talking music history and music current events and music business stuff, we also share our bad life choices. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's it's worth worth sharing our bad life choices. Um, so for those of you that don't know. Today is National Chicken Tender Day. Okay. Okay. I did. I didn't um, know that. You did not know that. I did not know that. Oh, lucky you. Uh, because <laughs> okay. On National Chicken Tender Day, do you do you know what PDQ is? I Baker? don't. I don't. Is that a Florida thing? Uh, I think it's like a Southeast chain. It's a. Uh, it's like. It's kind of like Chick Fil A in terms of like how they prepare their chicken, but minus the. Uh, the anti-LGBTQ agenda. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so to celebrate, yes, we're never gonna get a sponsorship from them. Well, I hey man, I don't want it. Keep your keep your money. Yeah. You're gonna spend it on bad things anyway. Exactly. Um, so it's National Chicken Tender Day, and PDQ is celebrating National Chicken Tender Day by selling a very special item today only. Okay. Uh, and that item is a chicken tender milkshake oh good lord um and uh and my my idiot self thought there's like in some redeemable way maybe this is okay maybe maybe this will be all right never it wasn't no um i i i am not lying to you when it is the it is the consistency and taste of vomit oh. literally like oh man it was uh it was bad it was oh. so bad and like because because you know i mean i'm not trying to get super detailed about vomit because that's not what we're talking about on the show <laughs> but you know how, like when you throw up like there's like that 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 pungent like sickly sweet smell associated with vomit yes you know what i'm talking about yeah i don't it I'm it, not... it, it it was it wasn't just like they liquefied a chicken tender it was a chicken tender liquefied with vanilla ice cream. Oh. So it had that that sickly sweet smell and chunks of savory fried chicken tender. Like oh. shre- like strands of chicken. Sound of vomit is the name of the show now, guys. Um and I want to stop talking about this now. But... Yes, Lexus said like her grapefruit juice. Yes. Uh, yeah. Dude, um, grapefruit juice literally tastes like bile. Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh. I agree with that statement. But it. It was. Oh. It was fucking awful. And I. Uh. Yep. I don't know why I thought this was a good idea, well, but. Well, thank you we for sharing. It. Just so I know to never let that happen ever for me. Yeah. Like if you ever get the opportunity to have a chicken tender milkshake, don't. Don't take it. <laughs> Just don't take it. Okay. Man. Oh, um, that's uh that's yeah. fucking gross. And you know, um, I did this on my break at work and then I fucking come back to work and had a just real bad time after that. But you I, know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I imagine so. 
Um, yeah, that's that. Uh, I don't envy you in the slightest. Whew. Man, what a way to start. Just off the cuff, just <laughs> talking about a high note, you know, like throwing up, man, or not throwing up, but you know, throw up in general. Basically, throw up. Wow. You know? Well, I don't even, Holy I don't know what day. to say after that. I, I can't, I can't top that. Um, I think this is like when you, when we cut our losses and run the intro, the intro sequence, like our, Got it. our little blurb, like, Got hey, it. We're the sound yeah, of welcome fire. to the Sound of Fire podcast. My name is Michael, aka Doctor Beaker. This is my ho- also co-host. Anthony Villarino, a connoisseur of chicken tenders, officially. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've earned that title. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for those of you oh. joining us for the first time, however you get the show on the internet, from the internet, in your ear holes, into your eyeballs, we speak candidly every week about what's going on in music, whether that's music business, like just specific artists, new things you should check out, uh, things that you should avoid, like the plague. Like We just kind of we kind of talk. We're a bunch of nerds that like to talk about music. So that's what we do here got it wow i didn't expect that to go to the plague but sure hey man we're gonna we're gonna go all the way all right yeah if if, if people need i will say if people need advice avoiding the plague then they're probably pretty like pretty bad off anyway right yeah like we're just trying to (laughs) we're just trying to keep our 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 audience like well informed a lot of psas this week stay away from chicken tender milkshakes avoid the plague avoid Uh, the plague avoid chicken tender milkshakes like the plague (laughs) And so on and so forth. <laughs> so on and so forth. Yada yada hootsie what's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, getting kind of into it, how's how's your week, Beaker? Like what good you man. Um so well I guess this was like more than my week, but um so I got I don't know if you have the stream open, but I got my super Ooh. old guitar fixed. Ooh, check um, you out. It's a El Toro uh okay. Walmart Walmart guitar. Um, oh, dude, I love all markets. <laughs> so the story behind that is my dad had, used to have a Epiphone SG, and it was the you know the the cherry red, um, right, 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 like the classic finish, right. And uh, he loved that guitar, even though he never really played guitar. He wanted to give it to me so I could learn, um, right. So he he had that something was wrong with it. He gave it to his buddy, uh, Greg, who was in a band in my hometown. Does everybody have a guitar guy named Greg that just plays guitars? Is probably. that like a, a rite of passage? Is that yeah. like a Waffle House kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so he gave it to his buddy Greg, who was in a band, and to fix it, and we never got the guitar back. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Lexus, I don't want to even see you say old Greg because you don't even like that video. Um, we never got the guitar back, and okay. so uh, to uh, – we don't know why either. We, we never figured out why. Uh, and so to, I guess, rectify that, he bought me a shitty Walmart guitar. Okay. So that, that was when I was like eight years old. Um, okay. This guitar has been sitting in closets and not been played at all since I was that age. Right. Like I probably played it. Or no, no, maybe I was, I was actually probably like 11. And I think I played it for like three months before I decided to switch to drums. And then it's been sitting right. in a, a, a like closet since then. Um, it still had the original strings on it. Like strings have never been changed. Oh my God. But the funny thing is, is they were like in perfect condition because they'd never been touched. So like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, so there was no like, you know, greasy fingers touching them or anything like that. Um, so I have this one. And I took it to our guitar tech at work, and he was like, I was like, can you fix this? Like, it's a piece of shit, 
and I told him not to judge me. He was like, oh, dude, this thing's actually kind of cool. Like, it's not in bad shape. It looks fine. Like, the frets weren't gross. Like, okay. you know, anything like that. Right. So he he did a full setup on it, cleaned the fretboard, uh, polished it, new strings, like, all that good stuff. And I've just been, like, playing that every night for the past, like, three or four days. Dude, hell yeah. And having there a really go. fun time and learning, like, ACDC riffs and stuff. Dude, so. that's where you got to start. That's where you got to start. Yeah. You gotta I, start with the classics. Dude, I literally YouTube like best beginner guitar riffs to learn. And I, I had just a, went from there. Sorry to cut you off. I had a no, student you... come in, right? Uh, like someone coming in to do a demo class like yesterday, actually. And the kid was 11 or 12 years old. And he, the first thing he said when he sits down is, I want to play a Strawberry, Strawberry Girl song. I was like, dude, this is literally your first lesson. He's like, I don't care. I want to play Strawberry Girls. And I was like, why do you know that band? You're 12. <laughs> why not? It was very, it was very bizarre. I mean, yeah, I, you know, like I think about the age that we start getting uh, exposed to this like avant-garde proggy music, and I guess yeah. they're getting younger and younger. You know, I have kids who are fans of Primus. Nice. So, yes, yeah. that would make me so and, happy and, as an instructor. And Primus sucks. Um. If you know, if you under, if you're a fan of Primus, you know what that means. So I, I, I like Primus. I don't know what that means. I'm not like I'm not like diehard Pri- fan. Every Primus show starts with a chance of Primus sucks. Oh, okay, that's awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, it, I thought you were serious cool. for a second because I didn't know. No, about I, that. I fucking love. Les and Claypool I was about to be Primus, very upset. So. I was like, how do you of all people no, no, not no, like no, that no. band? <laughs> like, no, I I love Primus. Uh, two years ago, I made my kids do the song "Too Many Puppies." Nice. Uh, don't know if you're familiar with that one. It's a good one chorus is very riveting it's just too many puppies yeah. oh. it sounds like it. yeah it sounds like primus sounds like primus um so anyway speaking of primus and that sucks why don't we get into our, our first segment here and go into some today in music and yes. the history of the world you know let's do that it's kind of a weird list from what i'm reading here um the oh like the google doc is- well i'm not looking oh do you have the google doc up already oh, yeah yeah I've, uh, dude i've been working on that for like an hour how oh, dare Jesus you christ not dude, even look I, at my hard work dude, i don't even have it like can you can you resend oh. that to me because now i feel dumb oh, sorry god okay fine L- the show's falling apart guys no it's fine show there it is. is falling apart oh there Same it is chat. thank you thank you yeah no problem look at you yeah these are <laughs> these are the ones that i actually wanted to touch on this oh, week. well so. so the thing is like there weren't a lot of like really good ones this week um or um, i guess for today i should say um but there was a couple that that did kind of piqued my interest and i wanted to talk about um okay, i did sure. i did i did want to read the first one because i thought that was really cool yeah go ahead okay so on this day in 1958 mm-hmm. um fans of rock and roll music were warned that tuning into music on the car radio could cost you more money researchers <laughs> from the so gas company said the rhythm of rock and roll could cause the driver to be foot heavy on the pedal making them waste fuel I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, I I get where they're coming from because 30 years <laughs> after this, Motley Crue would release Kickstart by Heart. And yeah. Whenever I listen to that song, I do 140 on the highway. So. I mean, is that why I have such shit gas mileage? That's what it is, dude. You're just listening to too much rock music. <laughs> too much like, metal, bro. Like, And, you know, I wonder if there was um, – I remember distinctly hearing um, that there was kind of a lobby against car radios at one point. Really? Uh, that people didn't want there to be car radios for literal safety purposes. And I think it was during this time. So maybe this was all kind of like rolled into one. Like this was a, a BS study and people were just kind of using it to scare people out of wanting to listen to music in their car. Yeah. You know? I mean, like 
obviously they wouldn't have known this back then, but I mean, I can kind of see it, especially now with how radios are nowadays, especially with like mm-hmm. Teslas and shit being a right. full TV in your car, like literally a television. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, obviously they wouldn't know about that, but I can definitely see where it's like, I honestly think it was probably just a, like people don't want their kids listening to that kind of music, music with sure. like, yeah, on their own type of thing, because it was all, all, all parents used to think rock music was from the devil himself. So. Well, were they wrong though? You know, I can't listen, say confidently. Listen, songs like "I Want to Hold Your Hand" definitely make me want to sin. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. A lot of hand holding happening in those days. It's, a lot uh, a lot of hand holding back it, in the day for yeah. sure. Pretty much. Um, so it's funny that you mentioned Tesla's having TV screens. Um, did you buy a Tesla? Mike, Mike, I did not buy a Tesla. Damn, no, okay. I wish. Um, my cousins are older than me, and when I was a teenager, they had their own cars, but they had um. They had fancy fucking car radios. Right. Like, because they had tuner cars, like, slammed on the floor, Honda Civics, etc. Yeah. And they would buy the stupid, obscene radio with the crazy sound system. And one of them had a straight-up DVD player in his front seat. <laughs> so and I was like, why do you have this? He's like, yo, I love watching, like, The Hangover. And I was like, why are you watching The Hangover while you're driving? Like, this is, <laughs> yeah, that's this is not, not helping your case What here. this is for. That's awesome. Well, yeah, it's not great, but it's hilarious. It is. It's still funny for sure. So let's run on to this next little bit. We're going to jump forward like almost 30 years, 28 years. Exactly. We're going to talk about one of my favorite bands, Queen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Queen became the first Western act since Louis Armstrong in 1964 to perform in Eastern Europe when they played at Budapest Nepstadion, Hungary. The gig was filmed and released as Queen Magic in Budapest. That's really cool because the first thing that jumps out to me is during all of this, like the Cold War is basically happening. Right. Oh, true. I didn't even think about that. So you like like I, I always like to think about what's happening in like the when we do this segment, like what is happening in the music world at the time and what is happening in like the global like actual history right. stuff. And like the Berlin Wall probably still existed in nineteen eighty six. You know? Yeah. When did the Berlin Wall come down? When did the 88? Berlin eighty eight, I think, right? When did the ball Berlin Wall come down? Berlin Wall came down in '89. Oh, I was so close. You were literally one year off. I was dude. so like, close. That was I would be right so proud if I there. had that right because that's not a piece of history that like I just know. Right. That's close though. Like, I'll, I'll take it. That was close. That yeah. That that was just good like historical awareness of what was happening in the '80s. You know. Yeah. Like between the uh, all the crazy shit that like all the almost nuclear wars that we had we had queen crossing that border and playing in east europe yeah so awesome that that is that is super cool um budapest gets referenced to a lot in like pop culture you know yeah um actually and i sorry to interrupt I, you fun fact no no go ahead um we doubting thieves almost named one of our songs um like a long trip to budapest or something like that Okay. No, for no reason no reason at all it just like we thought about it in the studio that's the, that's the song that ends up being isolation um, okay but like yeah it was like it was it was something weird like that that had to do with budapest but we had no like reference or reason it just it just kind of sounded cool yeah it sounded cool actually, i mean the song is very middle eastern sounding because there's a sitar sample in there and like all that stuff so uh... it would like kind of make sense but like also not really at all Right, it, it was it was just related enough. Yeah, which is all you need, you know. Yeah, it'll be one of my first bands. We did also we call really... it "Game Over." 
because of it's very i don't know anyway sorry go ahead i'm i'm, I'm being I'm, well, I'm getting sidetracked again dude we that was the last week we gotta be focused we gotta we gotta week, move on okay? we gotta move on <laughs> we gotta we gotta keep it moving um this one you want to take this next one yeah uh so uh 2019 on this day Amy Winehouse's ex-boyfriend Blake Fielder, Civ- Blake Fielder Civil, made legal claim for a one million euro cut of the tragic singer's fortune. Uh, Fielder Civil told Amy's family his lawyers said he had a, a valid claim because he was with her for six years during which she released some of her best-selling material. I'm gonna interject. That means fucking nothing, by the way, dude. Um, yeah. The family replied <laughs> by saying he spent a lot of their marriage in prison. Uh, yeah, uh, bringing nothing but pain to everyone and to give him another penny would be too much. What the fuck, bro? Like, damn. Like, yikes. Damn. You know, good on the family for, like, for oh, yeah. zinging him. Like oh, that yeah, for sure. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, Especially, like, especially if he was in prison for or for a lot of their marriage. Like, you weren't there, dog. Like, it's not like you were supporting her from a jail cell. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, she was probably, like supporting him honestly financially speaking yeah probably uh turns out this guy just got engaged two days ago uh because i'm wow. looking his name that's up, just trying to find him perfect timing <laughs> yeah um why was he in jail in jail i want to find out why he was in jail this is important to me yeah i'm, I'm curious uh, too then let you say it want to wait any guesses you want to take some guesses or have you already read it uh i just read it so if you want to give me a guess i can tell you what it is armed robbery Close <laughs> breaking and entering the so, sentence to 27 <laughs> months in prison in the summer of 08 on charges of trying to pervert the course of justice and of grievous bodily harm with intent. I don't think that's close to armed robbery. <laughs> um, armed robbery, robbery is considered a violent crime, and it sounds like grievous bodily harm is. It's a fancy way of saying just like assault or battery. Yeah, you know? I mean, maybe that's wow, that's a hell of a like explanation of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I read that and I I was kind of dumbfounded. I was like, man, like it'd be different if they were married, or no, they were married. But so it's weird because it says her ex boyfriend, but then it says he spent a lot of their marriage in prison. I think that just might be like a, like a clerical typo because everywhere else I'm seeing him referred to as a husband, okay. ex husband. Okay. And I'll, it turns out a lot of fans were not happy with that guy because they pointed to him as being a big enabler for Amy Winehouse's heroin abuse. Yeah, her addiction and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, can, yeah so I, mean... I don't know the guy. I didn't know the relationship, but if you were enabling her to do fucking heroin, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go fuck yourself, dude. I mean, you took enough. Yeah, I mean, she was unfortunately part of the 27 Club, and uh, yeah, she was extremely freaking talented, man. She was so good. Dude, I, I love me some Amy Winehouse. My, yeah. um, my band used to um, cover a song call, uh, of hers called Stronger Than Me. Don't yeah. know if you know it. Uh, it's a good one. It's, it's I probably do. It's, it's very, very good. It's probably her complaining about her husband, it sounds like, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, fuck that guy yeah. and the band he likes, and I hope he doesn't get a fucking penny. That's honestly all I gotta say about no, it. No, you know? I, I if if this was back in 2019, I highly doubt that there's gonna even be a shot in hell. Yeah, like no way, dude, no way. This was two years ago, literally two years yeah, ago. Yeah, two years ago on the day. <sighs> um, yeah, I keep forgetting that we're like this is all on today. So I know. So do I sometimes. Precise. <laughs> yeah. 
Roughly two years ago. No. 46 years ago. (laughs) No, no, it was exactly 46 years ago or two years ago. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. So moving on to the next segment. Um, This one is actually, it's, we're doing our This Week in Music, but it's actually probably going to correlate to on this day type stuff um, because Mm -hmm. this was actually announced today and most likely happened last night, but it it was announced today. Um, Joey Jordison, the drummer of Slipknot, uh, dies at age 46. Um, rest in peace to a freaking powerhouse, man. Um, I was very sad when I saw that. You can ask Alexis. Like, I, my jaw dropped. I was sitting on the couch next to her literally today, and I was like, what the fuck? I, um, I don't know what it is, though. Like, we keep getting onto episodes where we're just sad about our I know, idols, right? Man. Like, dude, like, it's crazy. People just need to stop freaking dying, bro. It makes me so sad. Yeah, God. yeah I, I don't like being sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of blows. Um, so it, I actually, so I actually read this. Most of the articles I kind of skimmed through and whatever, but um, this one I read the whole thing, and because obviously the first thing you think of is like, well, shit, how did he die? Mm-hmm. Um, he he actually he passed away in his sleep, and that's pretty much oh. all. That's all they're giving us right now. Um, sure. they they haven't announced anything else. Um, and I'm not sure if they will, whether they do or not. You know, it's not going to change that it freaking sucks. Uh. I don't think, I mean, if there was any drug re- drug use, which I'm sure there was in Slipknot back in the day, but I don't think he was into any of that anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of is maybe a heart condition, but, you know, I don't want to speculate. So I'm, I'm doing a little bit of diving into this this uh, article that we, that we kind of source some of our information from. Um, and Jordis, Joey Jordison split from Slipknot in 2013. Right. Um, and one of the issues that the band was like citing was they thought that he like he was having medical issues at the time, but they thought mm. it was like a drug abuse problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a disease called or had, I guess, a disease called transverse myelitis, mm-hmm. and it has symptoms really similar to multiple sclerosis, which is fucking oh. like debilitating and awful yeah. on your body. So it's pretty fair to speculate. I think that he was just kind of dealing with um with some issue health issues just throughout it the course of his life at that point you know? yeah yeah most likely um but yeah and I, I mean like feel however you want about slipknot or don't feel however you want about slipknot but that i mean we we say this a lot about like bands kind of changing the game right slip slipknot did a lot of things that hadn't been seen for a while and did them in a very very avant-garde way you know yeah they took the uh the alice cooper shock rock performance rock thing and brought it to a way more modern sound than anybody else was trying to do you know like yeah when you compare slipknot to a band like guar who is admittedly doing a similar thing but for more of the shtick and gag factor by the way cannot slipknot- stand them you can't stand Guar, and I'm and I'm probably gonna make you not stand them here in just a second when I tell you what happened and why. No. Okay. Uh, okay. Sure. I mean, I, I was never. I mean, like I saw them and I was like, oh, this is crazy. Oh, they're in costumes. But yeah. Uh, so the day after Chester died, um, um they were they were playing Warp Tour, and okay. they basically just shit on him. Oh, the sick. whole time. Yeah, Love they were that. just like you know why the fuck do we care like who the hell was he to what like all this type of stuff and immediately all respect uh, out the window it's like right bye nope don't care yeah no that that's a that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty big uh reason to not fucking care about a band anymore yeah. if they're just gonna like mock the death of somebody of anybody the you know? day Especially- after 
Yeah, especially someone in their industry. Yeah, know? like it didn't make any sense to me. I was like, you are a band that is probably less than 10% the size, definitely less than 10% the size of what Linkin Park was. And sure. like, and I'm sure that their fans probably ate that shit up because they're probably fucking edgy, edgelord weirdos, you know, that kind of thing. But right. yeah, just to the average music listener and music fan like that was just like a what the fuck moment like what made you say that there's yeah, no there's, reason there's no reason there, there's really not. no reason like like somebody's music dislike somebody's music like them as a person dislike somebody as the person like have respect for the dead no matter what right you know like that's like that's yeah. and this sounds weird but my stepdad always made that like a very important thing when i was growing up no it's a good it's a, a good virtue to have for sure for sure i mean we ended up going to a lot of funerals when i was a kid by just because yeah <laughs> and um he when my first one i was like i don't even know who this is like why well, i don't want to go and he pulled himself so like hey have respect to the dead right okay fair I enough it. i get it fair enough you know i can't i can't argue with that when you put it that way it's like yeah. a very good point fair enough but yeah um so joy jordison passing is definitely going to send ripples we're going to see a lot of people talking about this for the rest of the week i'm sure right we're already seeing people talk about this i don't oh, know yeah. if slipknot has i don't like, think they've said anything yet, yet. Uh, they probably won't for a couple of days. Yeah, I I don't think there's anything. Well, I mean, considering they've already lost Paul Gray, like, yeah, they're 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 no stranger to losing a very close friend. And like, regardless mm-hmm. of the the shit that happened and the quarrels they had as a band, like, I'm sure that Joey still meant a shit ton to them as people. So like, it's definitely going to be a rough couple of days for them. I, I can imagine. So I I checked their personal social medias and stuff. Mm-hmm. All they've posted is a black square. Hmm. And Corey Taylor, Sean Crahan, the Slipknot Instagram and Twitter, James Root all posted the same thing. Just a black square. No caption? No caption, nothing else. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure I'm sure they're all really feeling this and my my hearts and yeah, prayers and absolutely. all that goes out to them right now. Absolutely. That's that's fucking crazy. Um so yeah, I I I mean I don't know what it is, but I maybe we're cursed. Like we're just gonna keep talking about sad things on this show. I God, guess. I hope not, man. <laughs> I, I really hope not too, honestly. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, rest in peace, Joey Jordison, man. I appreciate what you did for me as a drummer. Uh, definitely inspired me a lot, and you were a part of a band that inspired a generations probably to come. And I know a lot of people in my generation in general. So rest in peace, man. Absolutely, we'll be missed for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Definitely um, missed. So this next thing you have up here is interesting because I didn't see this one because I, I shared a few things like maybe we could talk about these and I didn't see your doc because I'm bad at being organized <laughs> and stuff. But this one's really cool. Uh, yeah, Gibson I thought it was told... interesting. Uh, you know, what's funny is I saw a different Gibson related article and I had posted that so I can kind of tie that into this one as well. Uh, Gibson to launch label to release slash album next year. Mm-hmm. So it looks like Gibson is kind of partnering with uh with bmg which is a music distribution group right and they're planning on just creating a new arm of their company to function as a record label well i mean they definitely need the income yeah well you know (laughs) so i don't or is that or is that whole thing over now i think gibson's turned the ship around actually gotcha okay I, i think gibson has started making a lot of good decisions that maybe like are just kind of making the gap between their income to debt smaller. Yeah. But I know that Gibson, I think it was maybe last year. No, it was before COVID. So two years ago, they were, they launched Gibson TV as well. Hmm. 
I hadn't actually heard and that. I, I don't know if that is still going. Yeah, Gibson TV is a YouTube series as well as like a satellite news thing where they're just like do interviews with famous celebrities and guitarists. They do like they have like a program called Riff Lords. They do a process like building the different stuff. Uh, My nice. first Gibson, where they interview people like on their first Gibson that they owned and stuff. That's cool. It's it's cool, and it's um, you know, with the fact that guitar forward music has definitely been on a steady decline for the mm -hmm. last couple of decades. Yeah, anything they can do to retain the attention of an existing audience and try to capture a new audience, I think is right. a good move. Yeah. Know? Like stop building shitty fucking robot guitars <laughs> and and pay attention to how you can engage with your potential client base, I think is right. the big thing. Right. You know? Yeah. So I think this is just another extension of that and that seems really cool. I find it interesting that Slash of all people is uh is the kinda, first project. The first project because uh Slash at one point saved Gibson's like entire business model. Because when GNR blew up, he was playing a fake Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Les Paul that he got famous for playing was not a real Les Paul. Some That's guy awesome. who lived in a trailer in Los Angeles built it for him. I did not know something. that. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, I mean, hey, they were probably broke 20-year-olds, too. And just like us, man. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like um, <laughs> Gibsons aren't cheap. Gibsons are not cheap. And back then, they even they weren't cheap. Like, yeah. but I remember reading Slash's autobiography. And he was playing a bar like before he got this Les Paul, he was playing a strat. Like imagine Slash playing no, a Stratocaster. I can't right. It, it's just wrong. It's so in weird. Your brain. Um he was playing a strat that allegedly belonged to Jimi Hendrix. Allegedly. Um, but that was he got it from some junkie. He traded it for like an eight ball or something. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I doubt that it was actually owned by uh yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. You know? I mean, unless the guy just didn't know what he had, you know? And I the guy said it as part of like him trading it. Oh. Like, Jimmy played this guitar, man. Oh, well, yeah, if you got a fucking dope head, like he's gonna do anything. He's gonna say anything to you for that next, like, you know, that next Yeah, <laughs> yeah to, to get that fixed. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? Exactly. <laughs> So, so it's interesting. I wonder how this is going to pan out and who I want to keep an eye on this. Cause I want to see who Gibson pick up for their next thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm very curious as to like, cause I'm, I'm sure it's going to be like those slash miles Kennedy, like type projects. Um, okay. but I'm hoping that it's going to be, you know, some, some, some really good music. Uh, right. You know, I mean, I'm, it's Gibson. So I, I don't expect them to pick up any slouches or anything like that. Dude, the last slash project I listened to was, um, was velvet revolver. Which, yeah, that band was really cool, but it just never didn't do anything to like advance the genre at all. No, it, Not that you have to, but it was just it was just pretty straightforward. Like, yeah, it was okay. Dad rock, you know, it exists. It's there. It exists. It definitely exists. Um, tangentially related, because we're still talking about this Gibson. Gibson actually announced their first female brand ambassador in mm. the history of the company. That's what you posted, because I, I remember you you posting something about Gibson. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, uh, That's very apparently, cool. yeah, Lizzie Hale from the band Hailstorm, a sick band. Their first, yeah, that band is sick. She's super <laughs> talented. Yeah, um, but she's their first female brand ambassador. That's awesome. Which is it, it is super cool. Um, Ivan has picked up their first couple female brand ambassadors recently with Nita Strauss and right. uh, God, what's her name? Uh, it's kind of weird that it's taken this long. Don't you think? It is. It well. 
dude, I mean, you, there's so much fair, sexism in the fucking music industry. There is, like, and there's also, it's all, I mean, the, the music industry is also very male driven as well. Yes. So, like, I mean, because I, I would say shit, the, the, the ratio from male to women when it comes to male to female, that was a weird way to say that. Um, uh, men to women in the music industry is probably like one out of every 20 to 25 musicians is a chick. So I'm looking at the front page of Ibanez guitars, right? Their signature artists. Yeah. They have one, two, three, four, five, six times one, two, three, four. They have 25 featured artists on their signature artist page, mm-hmm. and three of them are women. That's close. So three, <laughs> three of twenty-five of featured artists on the Ibanez page are women, and it is Yvette Young, which her she yes, is fucking dude, incredible. She, I've seen her live. Oh my god! I was supposed to, and then COVID happened. Yeah, I saw her. I saw she played with, uh, um, because her her band is, what's her band called? Covet. Covet. Okay, I knew, I thought it was mm. I was gonna say Coven, but I knew that wasn't right. Um, yeah, mm. Covet played with Jason Richardson and uh, Polyphia on Polyphia's headlining tour. That I yes, saw. that's what I was supposed to. I was supposed to see them on that tour. Yeah, it, and it was badass. Lucky, super awesome. <laughs> well, there that there was a part two of that tour, right? Right. Yeah, and that was because I saw. I'm pretty sure I saw them on like one, and that because that was like a few years ago. Yeah, that was like three years ago. I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. like two, like two got pushed way back. But yeah, yeah. it's Event Young, Nita Strauss, who's the guitarist for Alice Cooper. Yes. Uh, and Larry Basilio, who I don't know who she is, but her guitar is sick looking, and I kind of want it just <laughs> just for looking at it, honestly. Yeah, um, yeah. Nina Strauss, she actually does a lot of stuff with uh, Sumerian Records. Um, oh, really? Tied with them, yeah. She's like one of their like solo artists. Cool. Yeah, that is it's, super cool. It's really cool. Sweet, but yeah. So women aren't very well represented in the music industry. They're working on it. They're trying to represent more of them, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's. I mean, it's kind of like that whole thing we've been dealing with for the with the past twenty, thirty years. Whoa! Sorry, gonna Whoa. Uh, interrupt yeah. here for a second. Sharif <laughs> with the thirty viewers, bro. Appreciate you, man. That's you had a great amazing. Stream. Thank I you, hope you so had a great much, stream, brother. Man. Um. But... So yeah, uh, it's it's no it's no surprise that or, or no shock that uh, you know, women are underrepresented in a lot of in a lot of areas, and it's just taken this long for music unfortunately but that's just that's the situation right it's just that's just what it is i actually don't think i have permission to do that shout out but that's fine i tried sure thank you for the love man uh we appreciate it but yeah so gibson like gibson doing more things uh picking up new artists to represent the brand and all of that like those are those are more of that is just a good thing you right know? of course of course for sure um, okay, uh, this one, this one's fun. Do you want to take this one? Yes. Uh, so I, I read this whole thing too because I love Pete Davidson. Um, so Pete Davidson to play the role of Joey Ramone in a Ramones biopic film. Um, it's okay. it sounds very interesting and it's funny because like uh, wait okay hold on Stop, pause again Upton mm. with the nineteen. <laughs> Thank you guys for the uh, Hello, for the raids, everybody. man. Holy crap! Jeez. Wow, that's a total of wow. forty nine people that just got brought over here in in two minutes. Um, welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah, welcome. Hope you guys had a great stream. For those who are just getting here and you're are hanging out, uh, my name is Michael, aka Doctor Beaker, and that is I'm Anthony uh, Villa Rhino. Yes. Uh, you can find us on our own platforms. Find us at SOF Podcast on Twitter, etc. Mm-hmm. Shows updated to Spotify weekly. Yes. Uh, it's a music show where we talk about music. Uh, Uppy is the goat. Thank you, Uppy. Sharif is also the goat. Thank you, Sharif. Yes, thank and you, guys. 
Yeah, honestly, can't do it without you. But yeah, Joe, uh, Pete Davidson is is a hot topic these days. He's Dude, a hot commodity. I love know? Pete Davidson, man. He's so funny. And like every time I see something on YouTube, I can't not click on a video of him because he just makes uh-huh. me laugh so much. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Pete Davidson, yeah, Alana knows. Um, he he's on SNL. He's a comedian. He's so fucking funny. He he just released his movie uh, King of Staten Island last year, I think. Yeah, uh, or maybe yeah. earlier this year. I don't remember. Um, who knows what the last year and a half, but, uh, yeah, so I'm really excited. And the fact that he's doing a music film, like makes me even more excited. Um, mm-hmm. he, he says in the, in the interview, which is what that article that I, that I linked, um, that he's like actually going to like take this one seriously and like do his research and really get into the role. Um, because ah. he, because he, he lists, I mean, he listened to the Ramones, like he knows, how big of a deal it is. And he said he was super excited, but also like extremely nervous. Cause he wants to do a really good job. Sure. I mean, I feel like when, when actors get into like the, the biopic stuff, it's kind of a make or break point in their yeah. careers, you know, whether, yeah. uh, whether you go the Jim Carrey route and when you impersonate David Kaufman, make everybody hate you yeah, or you go the, um, what's the name of the guy who just did Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody? Uh, wait, do, do people not like him for that? No, no, people love him. Oh, for that. okay. I was like, I was, I'm, on, I was saying wait. opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> gotcha. You know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was about to be blown away because that was an amazing performance. Um, yeah. Or you could do the James Franco thing and be Tommy Wise. Tommy, whatever the hell Tommy was so. Yeah, Tommy Wise. So yeah, <laughs> you could do that and just fucking fall off the cliff. So what's really interesting on the subject of of James Franco and Tommy was so is um. My my girlfriend read the book that that movie is based on. Right. And she was really mad about it because <laughs> apparently it they he James Francoified it as yeah. he does. Yeah. Where like, he, certain things in that story aren't supposed to be a joke and the whole thing is kind of presented as a joke. And well, I'm kind yeah. of I mean, looking at my girlfriend through the corner of my eye because she's <laughs> uh she just entered the room. Hi, babe. Hi, honey. She's like, what? What? Yeah. Tommy Wiseau, James Franco? <laughs> yes, you incurred my my area of expertise. She, uh, the freaking light bulb went off in her head. Her spidey senses started tingling. That's exactly what happened. Her spidey <laughs> sense just went off and she ran into the room. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, um, did you try it? No. Oh, okay. You told me not to. Yeah, that was a good choice. <laughs> anyway. Oh, oh, the shake? Yes, the shake. Oh, God, you brought it home? <laughs> I did. Oh no! <laughs> I did. That dude. should be on the ground for the birds. The birds don't even deserve to have to eat that, bro. Like, I gave, come on. I gave some to my dog. He liked it. Oh god. Well, it's a dog, bro. They're gonna eat anything. The, the dogs literally eat their own vomit and shit. Oh god, we're getting back on the, the gross things. <laughs> okay, we will get on, we will get on the vomit. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah. So I, I'm very excited about this movie. I'm not sure if if you had more to say on it or not. No, no, I didn't know about this until I saw you had posted about this. This is super cool. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think that Pete Davidson's kind of stuck in a limbo of like trying to get away from SNL and move on to do his own thing. Yeah, well, I but, think that's like, why he did King of Staten Island because, like, right, it, that was a. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It was super funny. Um, and I, also, I have yet to watch it, but I've been meaning to. It's it's really funny, really heartfelt, and really fucking good. Um. Also, the, something that I love about Pete Davidson, and I'm sorry if this is like a touchy subject for some mm-hmm. people, but ha- the the amount that he leans into the my dad died in 9-11 jokes is mm-hmm. amazing. Like, okay, <laughs> like he not and not so much like in the movie, because that's kind of what it's based off of loosely. Um, but I mean, like in real life, his dad died in, at ni- in 9-11. 
Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So like, yeah. And he makes jokes about it constantly. Like he just dives headfirst into that whole thing. And it's fantastic. It's very much a, a laugh at your own pain situation. Sure. I mean, I feel like the only way you can disarm pain like that is to be able to. Oh, yeah. Just kind for of, sure. Yeah. He does a great it. job. He does a great job. Sure. Absolutely. Um, um, so I this think is... you just have a soft spot for 9-11 because that's also your stream anniversary. So. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are definitely Sorry. other reasons to for that to be a soft spot, but yes, that that is one of them for sure. Uh, oh, it's absolutely, like the most important thing that happened on nine eleven was that Beaker started streaming. Guys, <laughs> let's get that out of the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm the worst. We're fucking gonna be person. fucking canceled. No, we were canceled, dude. That's it. <laughs> Cancel the show. That's okay. it. Trauma <laughs> you, you gotta post that one to Twitter. <laughs> oh God. Wow. I can't believe I did that. Oh, I had man. to do it to him. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm on that lovely. I'm fucking crying. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Okay. Um, oh. so this is kind of a perfect time. We like to uh after we've been talking for a little bit, take a moment to interact with chat, which is a perfect moment to say hello to all of the people from the raids and stuff. Um, Dude, yeah, honestly, like, man. thank you guys so much for for coming to listen to us be stupid and make awful jokes and bad taste. Like, oh God, yeah. yeah neither hopefully. of us are that funny, but if you're here listening, I'm sorry. If you um, yeah, if you like some dark humor, we're the guys. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Uppy and uh, Sharif, thank you for the raids. We hope that everybody who hopped in and hopefully has stayed here to hang out and watch us and be uh quote unquote entertained is uh, having a good time. Are you and, not entertained? Like, yeah. is that the quote from that movie? Is that that, that is the quote from that movie. Yes, got it. Very it specific. Was lot, very. I think cool. I think it was a lot more intense than that. But yes, I believe that that was. I believe that that was the quote. I didn't want to blow out our listeners' ears, man. I'm being yeah, fair enough. You know? yeah. I'm, we're too busy blowing their minds as it is. You yeah, know? fair enough. Good, good segue to whatever that joke was. Yeah. Uh, by the <laughs> way, uh, we are sponsored, or Black Flame is sponsored by Glitch, Glitch Energy. Check them out. Use the code Black Flame in your checkout, and you get a sick discount. Twenty uh, percent. Yeah, twenty percent discount. Oh, is no joke. So dude. I did have Tropic Thunder. Was very good. Have you had the Sour Grape Ape yet? That's literally what I'm holding in my hand. Actually. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Really? It's so good. Cause- sour grape ape does not sound like something i would like, yeah it want sounds to. a little stinky right like it might like yeah. have a have a, a a weird pungence to it but no it's actually really sure. good i was i okay. was i'm always iffy on grape drinks but like i was like you know what screw it i took it to work and drank it um okay. and i was like if i don't like it you know i'll just drop it out yeah. and drink some water but it was actually very very good and i, I really enjoyed it so cool. I, I think you will too i will have one after after the show that, that's what i'll do oh you're brave. Got... do you have to work tomorrow uh yeah you're a brave man those things keep me for like five hours i i I don't think you realize that but my work schedule i don't start work till like two in the afternoon i mean i don't start till noon but like i like to go to bed before 4 (laughs) a.m you know casual yeah yeah and like i I mean i go to bed probably one to two a.m and that's only because i can wake up at 11 and go to work at noon and be fine but I, I like to not push it past that just because I, I enjoy my sleep. Like I know every single person on the planet does. Yeah. For and sure, actually, you know what, sure. since we're, since we're still in our interact with chat section, um, I, I kind of hate that we have to sleep. 
Yeah, no. Um, if I could not sleep, yeah. I just wouldn't. Oh no, you know? I, dude, I could get so many things done. I like, feel like I'm just wasting time when I'm sleeping. Yeah, you know? I know. I, I enjoy sleeping. Don't get me wrong, but bedtime just feels like the bad time for me. <laughs> Isn't it a third of your life? Is yeah, you spend a third of your life sleeping. I I am determined to make sure that I've only spent like a fifth of my life sleeping. You're That's gonna like try my, to be better. My, I'm going to try to be better than the average, you know? <laughs> Fuck you. Stay woke. Grind culture. Oh, my God. Know? End the stigma. End the stigma, dude. <laughs> All right. But, yeah. Okay. So on to the next thing, man. This was one that I was also really excited about. It's pretty similar to the last one. Uh, okay. Willie Nelson docuseries is in development. Ooh. Yeah. That is really exciting. I, That's cool. So I'm not a big country guy, but I freaking love willie nelson he's so good and look at i mean look at that picture bro he's adorable look he's, at that he's, adorable he's old man. Little old also man, dude. i don't know if he, i'm gonna enlarge this picture real quick on the screen so that people can see enhance. how how enhance fucked up his guitar is look dude, at that's that the best part that's it's amazing part, this thing sure. has a hole if you're not familiar with the guitars, that hole, the, 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 the circular hole is supposed to be there. The one under that definitely not supposed to be there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not supposed to be there. Uh, I don't know why, but you clarifying the round hole. That's the right one. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> that, that got me. Hey man, uh, you never know. You know what they make? Oh, they make like nylon string guitars with, um, yeah. With, uh, what's it called? With where the, the sound hole is like offset to be where it's at the top contour of the uh right of the body i don't know well again the hole is supposed out. to be there um right the hole is supposed to be there dude i would i would have to imagine that guitar is 75 years old it's probably like as old as him if not older honestly i mean i think he's 88 so god 88 years old gotta be close man he's a national treasure that man is yeah. fantastic um so I, you yeah know, I, I think it's it's interesting you said that you're not the biggest country guy but you live with Lee Nelson. he's an adorable little man um <laughs> there's a there's a a bit from bo burnham's special um that he does right before he sings pandering that country song what's the special called? uh happy. it's happy. Is, i was gonna say it's either what or make happy it's definitely not words yeah. words yeah, uh, so d- during Make Happy, he has this whole bit where he, he's about to sing, like, the fake country song. Yeah. Where, like, all country music just pandering to their audience. Great song. Pandering. And he um he talks about Willie Nelson, and he's, like, um as, like, one of his favorite songwriters. Yeah. And, it, like, the point he makes is that if you're writing honestly, it is art. And I can right. appreciate a lot of older country for that reason. Like, I love you some Garth Brooks. Don't get me wrong. No, but... I, I say I don't like country. That's very generalizing to the genre. Um, there's absolutely some country that I've heard that I love. No question sure. about it. I can't. I, I'd be lying to you if I said that. But I every, everything that country is now, I can't stand. What? You mean you're not a fan of the Florida Georgia line, dude? Um, I will not. I will not go down that road. Uh, I'll ask the all, Old Town Road. All, hey, that song slaps. Okay, that song does slap. <laughs> all I'll say is that Florida Georgia Line and Luke Bryan are travesties to the music industry. Yeah, that's a fact. I'll leave that, that a... there. And if you disagree, then I, I hope, I hope not. We get sorry, some people. I hope we get some. Like, what do you guys think? Like, if anybody's in the chat has an opinion about country music, like. Please tell me your opinion about country music. I like the 69 bitties from Sky Daddy. Yes, that's what thank I like. You, Sky Daddy. That, um, that's a 
positive opinion on country music. I sure. like that that's only the most, the second most problematic thing we've said today. <laughs> <laughs> We're on. Uh, uh, I think this episode now has to be called Sound of Disappointment. <laughs> Sound of Offense. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe. God. <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, on the subject of docuseries, uh, we briefly a few weeks ago talked about that um, that Woodstock '99 documentary, right. and right. that's out now. I by forgot. the way, the country music like, of this decade doesn't have the soul that even the stuff from ten years ago has, let alone older. Kayla, you are freaking correct, dude. I I love Kenny, oh like Kenny Chesney, and he's like dude, in the same. last two decades. Same, but like, I, I grew up listening to Kenny Chesney. Think of that, I'm like, oh man, this guy actually gives a fuck. There's you know? a, yeah, no, Kenny Chesney's right. There's actually one pop country person, which you can probably consider her this that I love and it's because i've listened to her since i was like two years old and that's shania twain oh well shania, shania great, twain dude. is shania twain is shania twain okay? a gem and a f- oh my god i love her she's great oh uh, man but yeah country music sucks except for one <laughs> country music sucks if you don't give a shit about the music you're writing you know if you if you uh... mention broadway like the street in tenant in nashville then i don't take your song seriously yeah like, get the fuck out of here mm-hmm. sorry Factual, um, factual, and satisfactual. Anyway, <laughs> now that I'm done saying dumb shit, so this Kanye album, it's out, right? Con- I-, I don't think it's out. I don't know. I don't know if it's out or not, dude. I've read different things. I keep um, seeing memes about it. So I have an opinion about Kanye. Uh huh. Um, might not be the most popular. Uh, I can't stand the guy. Okay. Um, I think he's very talented. Or I'm going to say this candidly because I haven't heard this new album. I don't know what the, um, context is for or anything about it. I think everything leading up to Jesus is King could pass as really good records because he's a super talented producer. Sure. But... I think that the the entire Jesus is King album cycle was a total con. Okay. The reason being is because when that album, either previous to that album coming out or after it did, one of the two, um, he he like wanted to team up with Joel Osteen for like a music and church oh, tour type right. thing. Right. And I won't even get into how much I dislike Joel Osteen. Right. So just because that's not we something we want to talk about on this podcast, but yeah, I, that whole situation that was the first flag where I was like, "Oh, this is all fake! Like this is all for money." And it's it it's so it, you know Kanye is um my favorite example of people who have so much fame and so much resources and are literally depriving themselves of the one thing they need which is fucking mental health help. Exactly. Like that guy is a is a mental health travesty and exactly. I and, and I can't I can't imagine how he how he got there, you know, because it's one of those things where the fame consumes your uh, your humanity, I think. Right. Not that I think Kanye is an inhumane person or a bad person, but Kanye has this fucking such warped sense of of self and you hear it when he talks in interviews you hear it yes you see it in the way that he presents himself you see it when he fucking goes on stage and complains about his 300 t-shirts not selling very well yeah people don't believe in him like i don't i don't get it 
I, you know? um, I, I don't either. That's that's like my it, big it, problem. Like the guy, the guy has such a strange disassociative personality disorder that I couldn't even begin to diagnose because I'm not a medical professional. Right. But the guy needs fucking help. You he know? does. Like he does. Like whether he's successful or not, the guy needs to see somebody and like figure out what the fuck is going on in his own head because then he think of all the good that he could do if he did that and so one of the big flags for that um and and we won't get like political on the whole subject uh was during during trump's presidency um you know i mean i'm sure all of us who were paying attention remember very cool exactly i mean the, the 1975 literally wrote lyrics about it so right um he, I mean, he was obviously a Kanye was obviously a very big Trump supporter, um, mm-hmm. which just off the cuff didn't make sense to me. Um, but in he did a TMZ interview. I'm not sure if you saw this. I, he, I don't think I did. He did a TMZ interview where he basically said that we should be, or I, sh- I, I shouldn't say we. I'm quoting him. Let me let me first say I'm quoting Kanye here. He said that we should be thankful for slavery, as in black culture should be thankful for slavery. Oh, right. right. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And then there was, thank God this nice. guy did. There was a, uh, a gentleman who stood up who was also black and was like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like you need to figure your shit out before you come here and say some shit like that in front of like other African-Americans, because that was just uh, like utterly disrespectful. And Kanye was just like stunned like he was like oh i'm connie no one's gonna say anything about me saying this but dude yeah it was that's insane crazy insane that's and literally insanity i was that was dumbfounded and so when i heard that. that i was like there's no shot that he's he he's lost himself when it comes to his his mental along the way somewhere like and yeah. that has that has nothing to do with supporting trump or anything like that just his mental health had just declined at some to point. think that that's like a thing that you can say, right? <laughs> you know? right. Like yeah. what the? How? In what world do you think that that? Uh, God, right. I I can't even begin to unpack all the reasons why that's like fucking wrong. You right. know, uh, like that that's <laughs> like, that's fucking crazy. It, uh, yeah, uh, it just didn't make any sense. What's What's funny is that we're talking about Kanye. By the way, Kanye. Real quick, on sorry the 20, to yeah. interrupt you. Cheers! I got my Topo Chico hard seltzer. Ooh, these are very good. By the way. I have a I have a warm beer from last night that I didn't finish. I'll cheer you with that. I want to throw up just from you saying that. <laughs> I'm not actually going to drink it, but it's on my desk. Um, <laughs> the reason we're even talking about Kanye is um, Kanye on July 23rd did a live listening party for his new record Donda, uh, where he was at the Mercedes Benz Stadium, just walking around on the fucking white sheet covering the astroturf, right? Wearing like uh a pantyhose face mask and like red poofy clothes. He looked like the, like, he looked like the, what's it called? The, the stay puffed man from Ghostbusters, but in red. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And he just fucking like, he just kind of did like a listening sing along for all of his music. And it was, it was bizarre. Like I, so I listened to most of that. Right. Yeah. And the record is, it's, okay it's kind of unremarkable um <laughs> it's definitely not as good as some of his older music like we've been saying right but the point of the listening party was that he was supposed to do this listening party and then have the music like available the next day yeah and it's not out 
he just didn't put it out and he didn't put it out because people he didn't he was mad about people's response to the listening party that that's what i think happened he thought he wanted people to buy into the hype more and when they didn't he's just withholding the record now okay and and can you think of any other fucking musician much less rapper much less artist whatever any any person who has legal contractual obligations to release music throwing a hissy fit the day the night he's supposed to release his record and just deciding not to like 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 wrap your head around how fucking crazy that is this is stressing me out bro like (laughs) like oh my god like i i i've released music on platforms many many songs the amount of stress and fucking time and preparation uh, that goes into that and then to just cry about it because but you know you know what's crazy is that the, the stress that you and i and other small independent musicians feel anticipating a release right right because we we know that we have to do everything in our power to get people to listen to it right obviously Kanye Con- doesn't have to do that Connie doesn't have to do that, so he has the wherewithal to do whatever the fuck he wants with his music releases, and that's fine. I'm not knocking Kanye for choosing to not release his music. I, I think am. it's a crazy fucking decision, but I'm I'm knocking Kanye for the 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 sense of entitlement about it. You know, yeah. That's what that's what bothers me. Yeah. Um, like release your fucking music and get over. It. You're gonna make a million dollars. Yeah. You anyway. I, he's he acts like the return that he's gonna get is not millions upon millions of dollars because any like people are gonna see kanye there's gonna be people who haven't liked any of his music but they're still gonna be like oh kanye i'm gonna listen to this and make sure i hate exactly exactly right but then there's also probably 10 times those people that love his music and are gonna listen to it multiple times he's going to make so much fucking money i saw a meme and it was um do you know anthony fontano is i know the name let me look him up real quick Anthony Montano does a uh, he does a show called The Needle Drop where he does reviews of new records and he reviews every genre of music, right? Nice. And he and he's pretty he's pretty critical, but he's fairly critical. Right. Um, and somebody tweeted uh Kanye Yes, I know. Him. All, yeah, Kanye said he'll only release Donda if Anthony Montano gives him a 10 out of 10 on like 808s and Heartbreak or something, which Wait. is like the worst Kanye West record. Kanye said that? No, 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 oh, no, no. Someone said it as it a was a, Oh, okay. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Imagine carrying that much. Oh, know? my God. Uh, yeah, it's just... That's that's insane to me, man. Absolutely asinine. Um. Yeah. So, last thing on this Kanye thing, and then we can move on, because we're, we're just going to continue. This show is just dragging people. <laughs> we're reading them for filth. That's what we're doing. Um, Kanye is currently... Has been spotted at the Mercedes Arena. He's staying still. there. Yeah, wearing the same fucking clothes. Apparently, he has, like, a residence and a music studio. So he's walking around like some sad fucking phantom of the Megaplex at this Mercedes stadium. And, you're tell- and, and, and anybody who look, would look at me and say that that is not mental illness is fucking crazier than Kanye is. Yeah, like, Are you kidding like- me? He's not doing this like beforehand as like a publicity stunt. He's that's after the fact. Like, yeah, he did he's, his listening party. He's, he's just, just hanging out, moping around. Like that doesn't. He's make just sense. harassing the concessions people. Going, <laughs> I had a dream. <laughs> like, I'm, come on, I'm man! What are you eighteen dollar hot dog? Give me my eighteen fucking <laughs> yeah. He's gonna eat like 
he's gonna get four eighteen dollar hot dogs and just eat the buns or something. <laughs> like, so that he he's can really gonna, struggle. He's just gonna walk around like he's eating the buns already. He's already full, right? Of, ble- of bread, and then he's just gonna walk around with all the hot dogs and just like break them off piece by piece and drop them pat behind him as he's walking, <laughs> like just fucking like... breadcrumbs, <laughs> like Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> oh my oh, god. No. Oh, on to an even <laughs> better topic. Uh, oh, yeah, I, we're oh just like, okay, so I was going to have a picture of Eric Clapton. I think Eric Clapton doesn't exist at this point. I don't know how. Because, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, Anthony. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I need you to elaborate. What do you mean? I tried downloading eight pictures of this dude. It wouldn't work. What you can't download pictures of Eric? Cannot Clapton? download a picture of Eric Clapton. He doesn't exist. Hold on, hold he's on, a, he's hold a fig. On. He's a figment of the simulation. He <laughs> doesn't exist. He's, he's like um, like the people who remember the Berenstain's Bears spelled exactly. Incorrectly. It's like the Mandala effect. He doesn't exist. That, that's what it is, dude. Oh my god. Wait, I can't download this. I I tried to save. I can't download. I tried to save pictures of Eric Clapton, and it wouldn't work. It doesn't work. He doesn't exist. It's fine. Your computer's the, doing you a favor because they don't want you to have pictures of Eric. The limit Clapton. does not exist, okay? I'm calling Lindsay Lohan. The limit does not exist. <laughs> so the reason we're talking about Eric Clapton, uh, by the way, uh, Eric Clapton, blues guitarist extraordinaire, um, is Kaylin the apparently... chat said blinks. <laughs> That's it, dude. It's like that gif of the guy blinking when he realizes something is wrong. Like I like how blinks is also um italicized. Italicized. <laughs> Um, so Eric Clapton being the fucking Neanderthal that he is, and you know, part of me wants to say you're well within your right, but not for this man. Eric Clapton says he will not play shows if they require vaccinations. L. Like L. Chalk it. It's the it's a fat <laughs> L, dude. Like come <laughs> on. <laughs> like. What the what the fuck? Oh, that's cool, Caleb. We're, we're we're literally like Florida's about to shut down again because yeah. people won't get fucking vaccinated. Yeah. Um the world is like on the brink of collapse from COVID because we're not through the fucking woods yet. Um and and what's what's this Kala? this guy this guy's fucking going around saying that he doesn't want to play shows if vaccines are required at his shows and it it just it kills me. It it kills me. That people can be this selfish, you know? Yeah, man. Like, we get it. You have fucking money. You're Eric Clapton. But not everyone does, bro. We don't we we don't get to just sit on a stage for eight hours playing guitar solos and people worship us like a god, okay? It doesn't work like that for everybody. We I haven't played Anthony, okay. I've played shows recently because I'm in a country band. I have not right. played the music that I love in over a year and a half. God, and you know, I'm reading the quote, okay? Oh, Jesus. I'm reading the fucking quote, and it makes it so much worse, okay? <laughs> Following the... I'm going to read it for all of you, all of you beautiful listeners. Please, mm-hmm. please, please help me make it make sense. Following the Prime Minister's announcement on Monday, the 19th of July, I feel honor-bound to make an announcement of my own. I wish to say that I will not perform on any stage where there is a discriminated audience present. Unless there is a provision made for all people to attend, I reserve the right to cancel the show. Now, here's where it gets real fucking spicy. You want to know? You want to know where it gets real fucking spicy? Hold on. 
you want to know why it's spicy beaker i i'm i'm just sitting in sadness so please continue okay. so you know how he said that thing about discriminated people what discriminated is that i like the i like the mentality that boomers are discriminated because they have to get the covid vaccine yeah um where is this fucking quote um god so in the in the fucking in the 70s wait hold on where is it where is this fucking quote there it goes for those okay so real quick for those of you who if, if you don't know who eric clapton is uh i'm sure you've heard of the band cream and have heard the song sunshine of your love so there's context i guess I don't so know. here's 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 the thing here's the fucking thing and i'm going to use i'm going to use the exact words that eric clapton used okay eric clapton went on stage in august of 1976 right and yeah. he 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 made this speech on stage okay and I'm going. I'm not gonna add a stupid British accent to it to make humor of this because it's not oh. funny. It's not fucking funny. Here's yeah. what Eric Clapton had to say, and on the subject of him talking about discriminated audiences. Okay, do we have any foreigners in the audience tonight? If so, please put up your hands. So where are you? Well, wherever you all are, I think you should all just leave. Not just leave the hall. Leave our country. I don't want you here in the room or in my country. Listen to me, man. I think we should send them all back. Stop Britain from becoming a black colony. Get the foreigners out. Get the wogs out. Get the coons out. Keep Britain white. That's a real fucking quote. No, and it's, it's not. And it's career. It's a real thing. Oh, hold on. Whoa! That j- I I'm speechless. I have nothing to say. And you know, there's no recording of this, but there's multiple eyewitness from people who were at the show, people from his team at the time, who paraphrase it like, um, like, and there's a there's a. There's a review of the concert from a magazine that came out two days later, and the review, the excerpt from the review is, right from the start, it was obvious it was going to be one of those nights. He shambled on with his head covered by some strange object, struggled to free himself, and then warned us all about foreigners and telling us all of last night's aggro and the need to vote for Enoch Powell, whom Eric then described as a prophet. Enoch Powell, by the way, was a super conservative uh, English politician at the time. A rather distasteful beginning, although it was difficult to tell how much this was a result of the large quantities of alcohol he had obviously consumed. <gasps> More time was spent warning us on the danger of the country being a black colony within 10 years and how Eric was thinking of retiring to become a member of parliament for a constituency. Further comments allowed, such as get the wogs out, get the coons out, which he was heard to say before finishing his embarrassing rant with send them all back, the black wogs and coons. Oh my god. Dude, like, it's, it's insane. It's fucking crazy. I had no idea. Like, yeah, like, it's not just like, haha, funny boomer says thing. No, Eric Clapton's just fucking, like, racist, racist. man. He's yeah. just blatantly racist. <laughs> He's just blatantly racist. I don't care how good of a song fucking cocaine is. Go fuck yourself, Eric Clapton. Holy crap. And, 
And you know, I have no problem with that. I I, I hope he hears me say that. I oh would no! At this point, at this point, that, hey, hey, Eric, hey, real quick, real quick, Eric, because I know you're watching. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay. Literally, fucking die in a hole. What the hell, dude? That is insane. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a thing. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I guess I gotta tell my dad to stop listening to Eric Clapton because he's a fucking blatant racist asshole. Yeah. Um. I I learned about that a couple of years ago, and I was like, um, fucking how? Um, uh, Kala. You know, normally we don't stop and like do chat interaction kind of stuff. But I don't know if he said anything like that. I would I would imagine not, especially it, it especially is, it in is the telling. last fifteen years. I would imagine not, just considering how much, like, I'll say cancel culture has evolved. But this would be definitely reasonable to cancel. You you know you know you know yeah. Check. The seventies was a long time ago and a completely different era, but. It's stand. It's it's. There's that expression that silence is like sometimes silence is definitely loud. Yeah. Like Clapton's team never responded to like requests for comments about this in the last two or three years because there have been like from Rolling Stone, from Billboard, from different like periodicals have like reached out to his team and been like, "Hey, uh, what the fuck?" And he just they just ignore it. They wow. just haven't responded and they don't have an obligation to respond, but yeah, it's way, it's way worse to just ignore something like this than to like go and say, Hey, we had some really backwards opinions of how the world worked in the seventies. And we might've said some things that were uncouth of us. And we apologize for things that we may have said in the past. You know, you can even skirt around it and go like may have said, or things got misconstrued and apologize anyway, but no, they just won't. They just don't acknowledge it. Yeah. Like huh. that that's what fucking upsets me. And I I I, I normally don't get this heated. No. I don't get heated on this show ever, but like that's okay. That guy, man. Yeah. Hey man, listen. Uh uh that shit pisses me off. So <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you to not be passionate about that because that's a fucking topic that uh needs to be passionate towards, you oh, know? Absolutely. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, Kala, like you said, there's no misconstruing that. You know, like if you're not gonna take do the bare minimum to acknowledge it, like right. Come on. Right. Come on. What are you doing? Exactly. Insane. Yeah. Holy shit. That just blew my mind. Yeah, dude. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to like ruin your opinion of Eric Clapton or anything. Oh, I mean, dude. it wasn't like it wasn't like I mean, super high. I like a, I like a couple of cream songs and like whatever. And like I said, my dad watches him when he has some drinks on the weekends, but like I'm not jamming Eric Clapton on my way to work every morning. Like I don't. You know? I, I actually got. Uh, I took it up the corporate ladder because we have a program at my job called Rock 101, right? Yeah. And Rock 101 is like very, very basic, like beginner music class where we're teaching really basic songs like "Smells Like Teen Spirit" and right. TNT. And we used to have a wonderful tonight on the list of songs. And yeah. I went to school corporate and I was like, Hey, I'm not doing this anymore. And yeah. you, you can't make me. By yeah. The way. No, I'm actually tempted to email GC corporate because we have sunshine. Every love playing on our radio. Oh yeah. At like, work. Can we not, you know? Yeah. I, I want to, I just want to be like, Hey, can we uh, like just take this one out? We already have a million fucking songs that I hear 28 times a week. Can this be one less uh, yeah. mainly considering homeboys racist as hell? Yeah, you know. I wonder. I, I wonder if he like shared like I, that makes me wonder like 
I wonder if he shared those opinions with like Ginger Baker and stuff he like might. that. He might have. I don't and know. that would make me very sad because I love Ginger Baker, but I hope not. <laughs> Worth looking into at another time, I think. Yeah, on, on my own, for sure. Um, okay, so we've gone a little over an hour, but that's not the biggest deal. We we got a, we had a pretty heated discussion here for a second, which is totally sure. fine. Um, sure. So since we're done with our This Week in News... Uh, it's been a week, guys. That went somewhere, man. I, man uh, we, we want us to talk about some new re- recent releases in music. Um, I know you didn't get a chance to um submit anything because you had a lot of stuff going on with work but uh, yeah. i did put a few on the list um you know so, what's out there kanye west you're damn right <laughs> <laughs> you're goddamn right it's not um no so uh new releases in music recently um attila released their album closure which i'm I, i'm sure you don't listen to attila but uh i mean they're I heavy you've heard attila yeah yeah i've heard attila uh, well, actually, I'd be surprised if you hadn't, but like, I'm just saying, like, the habitual listener, um, yeah, which fair. which I'm not anymore. I used to be, but I've kind of just I, each oh, album, each album is is pretty much the same. It's party metal with Franz just saying a lot of cuss words. It's about it. <laughs> like, fair enough. Um, yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I am I am excited to listen to it because they do put their their instrumentals are actually really really good, and Franz himself is actually a really talented vocalist. He just says a lot of right. dumb shit. Um, uh, the next one is a band called Notions. They released their song Toothtaker not too long ago. Uh, cool thing, the vocal or the guitarist for Doubting Thieves is actually the guitarist for Notions as well. My boy Brandon. Cool. Um, right. Shout out to that guy. Yeah, shout out Brandon, bro. And shout out the guys in Notions, Kaylin, Coda. Uh, fucking love those guys. Um, I'm actually keeping it on the DL, but I'm actually possibly joining soon. Ooh. I just got to practice. Okay. Um, which All I right. did today for like an hour and a half. And God, the tooth. So tooth taker, Brandon writes the drum parts too. Um, and that wasn't like that difficult to learn. It just took me a while to practice it. But like all of the old right. stuff that their drummer Thomas wrote and played is fucking weird. And it's going to take me a while. Um, so yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out those guys. We love you. Uh, the band Under Oath, which I'm sure you've heard of many oh, yeah. times. Um, they released a new song called Damn Excuses, which uh, is really good. Super heavy. Um I mean, I've I've never been like a like I, I like Under Oath a lot, but I've never been someone who's like, oh, they have a new song out. Holy shit, I gotta go. I I gotta leave work like to go sure, listen sure, to sure. it. Um, funny thing, Under Oath. I'm 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 not sure if you knew was a Christian band back in the day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So their their most recent album that came out actually, yeah, I think shit that was like twenty like sixteen or seventeen maybe. Um, they put out the first single for that album. And basically, it was them announcing they're not a Christian band anymore. Oh. And, yeah, people got very, very upset because, like, in one of the first verses, Spencer, their vocalist, says fuck. And oh, their fans, oh, oh, oh. yeah, did not oh, like boy. that at all. Um, an F-bomb. Yeah, he said the fuck word, and they did not like it at all. Um, but that album was actually really good, and Damn Excuses was very good. You should definitely check it out. Um, and then actually this is kind of a callback to the first ever episode I ever did of this show, um, Mm -hmm. before Anthony joined the team and everything. Right. I did a deep dive on the band spirit box and that was actually, that was a really, really fun episode. And they put out a acoustic version of their song Constance. Um, that song is so good. It's so good, bro. Um, they put out an acoustic version and fun fact, uh, I actually cried on the first episode of the show. 
<laughs> oh, we damn. Were, yeah, we were listening to Spearbox and Constance came up and, and it's already just such a like a deep cut song. Yeah. Because it, it's about Courtney's grandmother who had Alzheimer's. And mm. like we were listening to it and I was already like I was already I was already buzzing like, you know, and yeah. uh, Alana in chat. I'm pretty sure it was Alana um, said something about, you know, a past traumatic event with a family member, I, I believe passing because of Alzheimer's or something of that nature. Um and bro, I was just like, man, come on. And just, I, I fucking lost it. I was like, dude, this oh. is not fair. But I was like, you know what? I'm a softy and you're going to know that very quickly. So, but yeah, um, it's, it's, it's so good. It's fucking beautiful. I listened to it. It came out like 10 hours ago or something. Um, but I nice. listened to it right before the podcast and it's, it's absolutely beautiful. So anybody have, who hasn't heard, definitely need to listen to that. I have one release that I know of just off the top of my head that just yes, came out. Um, uh, John Mayer's new album, Sob Rock just came out i need to listen to that i didn't know that that was a thing but i need to listen that, to that it. it's it's out it's good there's one song on the record that is unforgivable okay uh, uh fucking unforgivable go uh, ahead I'll ask you to play it on the show i just <laughs> actually you know you know actually i think i'm going to ask you i'm going to find a youtube clip and fast forward to the chorus okay you know what we this, can do you know what we what? can do is we can close out the podcast here and they can cut it we can stay live so that people can hear it and okay. they can just cut it from everything else. Sorry, editors, whoever's editing this, to give you a little bit more work to do, but you're going to do it yeah. anyway. So, <laughs> Where is this? Hold on. <laughs> Don't worry about it, Cal. It's fine. There we go. Okay. Here it is. Hold on. So let me Hold on. copy video URL at current time. For all, I'm going to post a link in chat, even though it's probably the bot's going to say no. I posted oh, no, it fine. in the chat in Twitch. So anybody who's watching us live who wants to hear the most unforgivable chorus in like the 21st oh, no. century. Oh, hell yes. I can't wait. I'm so, oh, I love that shit. Um, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's just, you can't, you can't forgive it, man. It's well, so bad. All right. Well, we will leave it on that note of Anthony just being pissed off at John Mayer. I'm sure, John, I'm sure you're watching this. Anthony has a real big problem with that shit. I do. I'm going to at you. I'm going to at you on fucking TikTok where you'll respond. I made it seven oh, seconds. Oh, no. Oh, I'm so Dude, excited. It's, it's so bad. Oh, God. Okay. It's so bad. All right. Well, everybody who is here still from the Rays, we appreciate you. We love you. Anybody who was watching previously, we love you just as much. Um, this is the hey, Sound so of Fire podcast. And, uh, if you are listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube or any other place you get your, um, podcast we do this show live every tuesday at 8 p.m central 9 p.m eastern hopefully you can tune in um live and chat with us when we decide Absolutely. to interact with chat and at whatever time that is and uh we love you guys and um we thank you for being here i know anthony does as well i do i do thank you guys so much uh stay safe stay healthy and we'll catch you soon don't be like eric clapton don't be like eric clapton fuck you That's eric clapton a, good advice fuck eric clapton that's the motto <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Later, everybody.